louca. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 17. And then we will read from verse number 38. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And let's read from verse number 38. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. Then he took his staff. Somebody say staff. Come on church. Somebody say staff. He took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you in my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head and I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. When I heard that this is the 14th conference here in the house, the Lord pulled this message deep from the archives of my heart. And I'm going to preach this message today. It is entitled, The Significance of the Stuff. The Significance of the Stuff. Let's first have the picture of what was happening here. The Philistines had entered Israel. They had already occupied a place that belonged to Judah. And that place was called Soko. And they have camped there and they were teasing God's people standing within their territory. So he came right into their territory and the children 
of Israel, led by King Saul, were also on their other side in a place called Ella. And there were two mountains. And if there was going to be a battle, the battle was going to take place between these two mountains, but in the valley. That's the picture. On the side of the, of the Philistines was a champion. In other words, a man they trusted the most. His name was Goliath. And please notice with me that in chapter 17, there's about three to four verses just describing Goliath. We are told that he was about six cubits high. That is about three, uh, 2.9 meters high. That's how tall Goliath was. The writer goes on to say that he wore a hat of copper. Goes on to say he had also a coat of mail. A coat of mail is this very meshed thing that they wear so that if you throw a javelin or a spear, it doesn't easily penetrate. That thing he was wearing was very heavy. The Bible describes the type of shield he had, the sword and the javelin that he had. And this man in front of him ran an armor bearer. For 40 days, he stood in the valley and said just one word. Send me a man. If I defeat him, you surrender to us. If he defeats me, we will surrender to you. For 40 days, nobody came from the camp of Israel. Now you must understand why they chose Goliath. It's because they knew that Saul was tall. So they wanted it to be Tet for tet. Tall man for tall man. But what they did not know was that Saul was tall, but he was a boy at heart. No one could challenge this great man who stood there and insulted the people of God. But God had an answer. I say God had an, had an answer. I say God had an answer. David arrived in the camp. And all he had to do was just to hear the insults of Goliath. And suddenly, high adrenaline came upon him. And then he wanted to know what shall be given to the man that will defeat this guy. Finally, he ends up with Saul. and He convinces Saul that I am the right man. Can you imagine this? A young boy who was a hero at heart. But when you look at him, you couldn't say anything. Goliath was known in the whole area. He was known by different armies. David was not known. He was, Goliath was known by men. David was known by God. Listen to me. Listen to me. 
How is working about to you are still in the minority. But how is working with you are in the majority. Now, there's something I want you to notice quickly here is that Saul wanted to indemnify himself. This man is not part of the army. He's not part of the army. Hauna subscription is at So what would he say if David dies? Then he must show Jesse that your son was already in the army. I believe that we in a season where God is going to raise men and women who fight differently. Who, 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 who do not subscribe to many things that religion has made people to be. People that will hear God afresh and come out in a new different way to challenge the enemy that is standing tall over the children of God. So after he left him, David, the Bible says, he took his stuff. Somebody say stuff. He took his staff and then he went and chose some stones. And then he had these five stones. And then when he had his staff and he had the five stones, David charges. In other words, he's not waiting for the Philistine to come and speak again. He's the one who enters the battlefield that day. On the 40th day, it was a different champion who walks into the field. And then Goliath tries to look at, he says, what on earth is this? Now, when he looks at him, he begins to look at the weapons that David has. He's standing tall. He has got a helmet of copper. He's got, he's messed up with a coat of mail. His knees are covered with copper. This man is fully protected. He looks at David. There's none of those things. David is coming, ruddy, fresh, but he has two things. Pastors have preached a lot about the five stones. Today, I want us to identify something that was in his hand, a staff. He was carrying a staff. And he says, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks and stones? What is this stuff? Okay. 
let's let's try to make sense of this. Let's try to make this man has got a sling in his hand, isn't it? So, how are you going to control the sling when you have a staff? Unless this stuff you are carrying is very, very important for your victory. That's why I want to talk about the significance of the stuff. Somebody say the significance. The significance of the stuff. Anytime you read the Bible, you find something that is mentioned several times in scripture. It warrants a study. How balal in Sulamuri Wolfmana into Esahelang Hafetza Hafetza. I got a way to Tarna and Trebusokabayonaki. Many times in the Bible, the word staff is mentioned, and it is always connected to a man for a particular case or a particular something. A staff. Okay, relaxang Akito, Akto Hotelet out of Magamela Mumon. We, we, are, we are going somewhere, amen? Yeah, yeah, I see these days there's a lot of things that you want to pulpit. Okay, okay. okay. We, are, we are not there. I'm, I'm just bringing something figurative to you and I want you to capture it. Amen. Now, we start with Judah. We start with Judah and you'll find this in, in, in Genesis, I think, Genesis chapter 38. Judah goes out and he finds a prostitute. He lays with his prostitute. And when he's done with his business, he wants to leave. She says, no, you've got to pay me. He says, I have nothing. I'll bring a goat to you. He says, no, but how do I know you will bring this? You've got to leave something with me here. And then he says, okay, I will leave for you my signet ring, and I will leave for you my stuff. Little did he know that the woman that he slept with was actually his daughter-in-law, whose husband had died, and Judah did not make it a point that she gets a son or a brother to close the gap. Old Testament stuff. So now, she goes for the man. When she fell pregnant, he became very angry, and he wanted to know, by whom are you pregnant? And then when she was quiet, he ordered that she must be stoned. Then she came up with a staff and the ring and said, I am pregnant by this man, by the owner of this staff. The Bible says, when Joseph, Jacob, when Jacob was dying, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, says when he was dying, he leaned on the staff after he had blessed his children. He leaned on the staff and the Bible says, and he died leaning on the staff. What is so important about the staff? When God spoke to Moses, and Moses was reluctant to go to Egypt. He asked him the question, what do you have in your hand? He says, I have a staff. He says, throw it down. And when he threw it down, it turned into a snake. And suddenly, Moses was shocked by this. 
And when he held it by the tail, it became a rod again. But the Bible speaks something very significant. It says, and Moses took the rod of God. What is this thing that is so important about the staff? When Aaron and Moses stood before Pharaoh, some of you don't know that the rod that was thrown down and became a snake and swallowed the other snakes that were from the magicians, it was not the rod of Moses, it was the rod of Aaron. Hello? Hello? What is so important about the stuff? When Elijah was confronted by the woman that he had prayed for and her barrenness was broken and she had a son and the son died. She ran to him and Elijah sent his son, his servant and said, go there where that dead child is. Take my stuff with you. Lay it on the child so that the Lord will raise the child. What is so important about the stuff? When we talk about the mighty men of David, there was a man called uh, Benaiah. Benaiah was guarding a, 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 a field of lentils. And there came an Egyptian, tall as Goliath. And this man had a spear. And when he came, Benaiah charged on him. The Bible says Benaiah was having a staff. Confronting a man with a spear. What is so important about the staff? The Bible says when Jesus sent out his disciples, he said to them, take no purse, take nothing else, take no second coat, but each one of you must carry his staff. Can you see now the significance in the staff? Hello, can you see there's a significance in the staff? When you uh, do the study of uh, Old Testament customs and, 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 and culture, then you begin to understand what was so important about the stuff. Simple thing was that shepherds had their stuff and they had their rods. This they used to fend or to send away wild animals that tries to attack the flock. But they would also use the stuff to guide the sheep. They would also use the staff to pull the sheep out if it has fallen in a pit. But there is also great significance to the staff because kings, when they sat on the throne, between their legs, they would have a scepter or a staff. It was a staff of authority. When a king sat down, on the staff are all the provinces over which he rules. All the kingdoms over which he rules, he sits there and the staff is there. And when the people see that staff, they know that it speaks volumes about the authority of that king. Amen. But there's also another hidden mystery about what an ordinary man would do with a staff. The Jewish man understood that the staff is for identity. In other words, if he gets attacked by an animal and he gets killed out there, when they see the stuff, they would know that maybe he has been attacked by wild animals. It was for identity. 
But the other thing that they did with the staff is that they would, they would, they would, they would write anything significant that has happened in their life, they would encode it on the staff. Are you with me? Are you with me? Everything important that happened in their life, they would encode it on the staff. So when you see a shepherd or you see a man walking anywhere, carrying his stuff, that stuff carries a message. This is the thing that Goliath did not know. He did not know that amongst the people of God, wherever they are, they carry their testimony. When David went into that field, I, I've asked myself, and please, this is not written anywhere in the Bible. How could Saul believe David? When David said, when David said one time I was out there, and a bear came, the fact that the bear is not here and I'm still here is because that bear is no more and God has protected me. There was a lion that came and wanted to attack a lamb. The fact that I'm here to tell the story. So how do you convince? Could it be that he held his stuff and said, this is the proof. This is what happened out there where I was alone. As a shepherd of my father's sheep. This is what happened out there. So when David stood there and he saw this Philistine. What bubbled in his heart was the testimonies of the great things that God has done in his life. This is the same David who was able to get a lamb out of the claws of a bear. This is the same David who was able to save a lamb from the jaws of a lion. This is the same David that one day he was called from the fields to say the prophet of God is in the house. He's not moving until you arrive. This is the same David who knew that he was anointed in secret in his own home. He was anointed to be the next king. When he saw this man, he says, what is this uncircumcised Philistine? David also had the testimony of the fact that I'm a covenant person. When I look at this one, I will not allow him to speak down about my God. So when he came out there with a sling and he had the stuff in his hand, David was not going backwards. <laughs> Word of faith, it is 14 years. Word of faith, it is 14 years. The Lord has taken you from small beginnings and he has put you where you are today. I feel like being like an evangelist. I'm a teacher. One 
of the big problems about the church today is that we don't value what God has done for us yesterday. As a result, our today is always a fickle today. Ria tutumela. Jwale kaikari mudimu unasayema liruna maobana. Because we're looking down on our testimonies. The Bible says one day, the Lord Jesus Christ, after he had multiplied the fish and the loaves of bread, and has fed 5,000 people, he looked at the disciples and realized they did not recognize the miracle. And he said to them, let's go to the other side. He never entered the boat with them. He stayed out. So that they can face the storm. These people have just come out of a powerful miracle. And suddenly they are faced with danger. And they were jittery. They were afraid. They did not even hear that the Lord said let's go to the other side. Because when he declares his word. That word is powerful to sustain you. To put you right at the shores of your destination. The Bible says they were so scared. The Bible says they were trembling. And it was at that time that they saw him come walking on water. I had the opportunity of being on the Sea of Galilee. And when I was there, I understood when the Bible says that they thought he was a ghost. That place can be heavily missed. That you can't actually see there. You can't see. So they were terrified by the storm. They could not see who was coming. And the Lord was coming. He put them through that. Because they did not recognize. The miracle of the fish and the loaves. Let me say this to you saints. If you forget what the Lord did for you yesterday. Tom tomorrow will trouble you. If you do not take cognizance of what the Lord has done through you over time, you are not a graduate that can bring a message to the world. One of the things that I have seen in South Africa is that we have a church that is forever behind the desk. We are receiving teachings from America. We are receiving teachings from Asia. We are receiving teachings from the rest of Africa. We have nothing to give out ourselves. Because we overstayed our stay behind the desk. I am bringing a word of challenge today. To word of faith. 14 years must not just be a one and a four on a calendar. It must be experience. It must be something that means that now you are matured to move in greater heights. To move with the testimonies that the Lord has given you. To move with the strength that you have seen. To move with those testimonies and to challenge the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jacob was at Laban's place, he saw somebody he loved. And when he spoke to Laban and said, I want Rachel, they gave him Leah. What's about seven years in the ministry? No, but, but this is not what I 
have asked for. This is not what I have, I have begged for. And I'm trying to... Oh, sorry. These results I'm sitting with are not what I hope for. The first seven years in the ministry, the Lord will do what he wants to do. Not what you want. So he came back and said, okay, uh, I'm done with the seven years. I want my wife now. They said, no, another seven years. Another seven years. So he worked another seven years diligently because he was looking at somebody that he loves. Word of faith. For some time, they were not coming the way you wanted them. On the 14th year, he was given Rachel. He stayed another seven years. And in that next seven years, there's nothing that Laban did that could defy the power of God that was upon him. Whatever he did did not work. He prospered in that place. I declare as a servant of the Lord today that 14 on this 14th year going forward, the Lord will prosper you in ways you have never seen. The Lord will accelerate the desires of your heart. The Lord will help you to overcome. He'll make you to reach your destiny. He will put in your hands things that people have never seen before. What is important is that carry your stuff. Carry your stuff. Carry your stuff. When you drop your stuff, you become a novice in the battlefield. That is why it is important to celebrate milestones. Baruti, something. As you do this, you are declaring things in the spiritual realm. If you don't carry your stuff with you, you will forever be a novice. If you don't carry your stuff with you, you know, testimonies. Testimonies are handcrafted by God. Defeat that fingerprint That's why The question is, what do you do with the testimony of the things that God has put in your hands? Petros Armoren. Hi, Bekuen. Buelinswe. 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 Eh, Mamuruti. Kitoko Pacofienzo, Camarazzi Village. Amen. Amen. 
speak the word. This man now realized something we did not do right there when bread and fish was multiplying in our hands. Lord, can you speak the word one more time? When you speak, I will take the word and I will apply it. Then Peter did something that no man has ever done before. Servant of the Lord, people usually ask me, and I'm not here to advertise anything. People usually ask me, Muruti, how did Men on Track become a national movement? I say to them, Men on Track was there for seven years. On the seventh year, the Lord clearly said to me, give it to the body of Christ. Give it to the body. I did not know where to start. I did not know how to do it. But the Lord who instructed me took me step by step by step by step. And today, I am surprised at what God has done. You are pre being prepared for something unique in South Africa. How Mahala, South Africa? Is one of them. God has given you something special. He has given you an eye. That's why I would say, How many more deposit a vision? I can't get a vision. I He was young, he was ruddy, he was no match in every aspect for Goliath. But this man came running with his testimony. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know I am a covenant man. I know I am anointed for kingship. I know I have seen the Lord deliver me. When he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What was he talking about? Allow me just to think my own thing. I think David was simply looking at the staff. Because that staff carried the testimonies of what God has done for him. He says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy stuff, they comfort me. I'm done. I'm done. You can never make an impact in life if you play down on the testimonies of the things that God has done for you. Of the things that God has done through you. Mamela, hoja uno urata satana. Tswantibe hausa liyom. Kibwa le ba atuba escape land the accident of the sabeha. Kibwa le ba atuba deliver ruing from addictions that are futa futa. Kibwa le ba atuba usatana na sa ngoti epitaph.
The South African church has been tested and we have been found wanting. That's why we were still babies who were running after miracles, signs and wonders. People came from far, displayed what they thought it is how God uses them. We had nothing to offer. As I'm speaking in this church here today, I know from the bottom of my heart, this is not Kononia Bible Church. This is not AFM. This is not uh, faith, reconciliation, what, what. This is word of faith. There are unique things. Unique things. Nobody else can open that. Moses, Moses, 40 years, learned everything in Egypt. Learned everything. The stuff that he was carrying should have had an inscription that says, saved from the water. Defied death in Egypt. In the 40 years of silence where he was a shepherd, everything that was on the staff, he was not connecting with it. He was not connecting with it. That's why he relaxed, he stayed there. But when the time had come, and the Lord drew him to that tree. You are the man. Not Not You are the man. Now, now listen. The Lord says, "What do you have in your hand?" Now, do you understand the importance of the stuff? What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? He says, a staff. He's not connecting to what is on the staff. He's not connecting to who he is. What God has taken him through. He's not connecting. The Lord says to him, now, under my word, throw it down. Suddenly, two that's it I just wanted you to connect I wanted you to connect to what you are carrying I wanted you to connect to who you are I wanted you to connect to what I have done for you until now because when you connect there's life when you connect there's brightness when you connect there is victory when you connect fear goes away I want you to connect to that which I have done in your life. Because My last testimony. I'm called one day to a house and I'm told that there's a woman who has suffered stroke and she's on her the ninth month of her pregnancy. Shapuki stroke. I give it a mole, all the pellets, the fellas. 
Now the doctor, the surgery is just over the street. Doctor, the moment I entered that house, I remember I was with two, three pastors. The Lord said to me, remember how you suffered a similar thing in your youth. I suffered a pain that would numb my whole sight for about a minute or two or three minutes and then I would fall. Completely, I would not connect to my left hand side. But when I got saved, the Lord delivered me from that sickness. So when I looked at that lady, the memory of what happened to me when I was young came back. And I said to her, right now, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, who healed me from a similar situation, you will deliver your child in strength and as I held her like that and I was looking her straight in the face, she screamed. The wildest scream you could imagine. And I said to her, what is happening? She said, I am burning. Suddenly the numb hand had power. When I saw that, I said, believe I said, Lord, the strength and the power that is in this foot of mine must go right into hers. Akuma. Akuma, I am a pamisamatuahai. Listen to me, listen to me. When she did that, the husband was a backslider. When she saw her wife walking in the house, praising the Lord, the man with so much vehemence, a shapama botakadi face. Arimudimun swarele. Haki leka tuahue. Eneki bonankimusholo. The people that were outside the house came running in. I don't know who told the doctor. The doctor left the surgery. And, and she delivered a healthy baby who is a worshiper today. Stay the gift, stay the gift, stay the gift. Go back, write down the testimonies and everything that the Lord has done for you. Because he is disdaining the church. He is speaking down on the church. He speaks as though the church does not exist. It is time for us to arise with the testimonies of the things that the Lord has done for us. The only way you can defeat Goliath is that you must carry your testimony with you. Glory to Jesus. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, But they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of the strongholds and everything that tries to set itself above God. You have a testimony. I have a testimony. I want us to rise on our feet right now. Rise on your feet right now.
Is the worship team coming? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to connect with everything that the Lord has done for you. Touch it again. Touch it again. Let fear depart from your heart. Let doubt depart from your life. You can destroy the Goliath that is standing in front of you. That Goliath is your next step to greater things. But you are not connecting. You are not connecting to the testimonies of those great things that he has done for you. Everyone in this house, come on, let's begin to thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. 